Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and the Sigilite of FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Dog, your competitive correspondent. Kicker, my friend, what have you been up to? Oh, dude, man, it is good to be back. I drove straight home after Cherokee, uh, like just straight home, nonstop, so I could go for a run with my son. It was it was so cool. I had this like, epic event, and then to get home and hang out with him, and uh, and then I've been basically nonstop. You know, we had Mardi Gras here, but then I spent nonstop like testing out paint schemes. There we go. If you're looking, if you're watching our, uh, if you're listening to our podcast, you should be watching our podcast. We live stream every single Wednesday at nine p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time. And you can see the beautiful hobby progress we. Have up there seth can you tell what i did there that is a kit bash conversion kind of thing what do you think it looks like eldar and i don't like it uh, but it looks like it looks like a tree person holding a wraith cannon so it's some sort of wraith construct. it is a tree person holding a wraith cannon and it is awesome it is going to be one of my uh, wraith guard and I, I i love it it just looks so cool it's one of the age of sigmar sylvaneth characters or uh, mo- you know dudes hunters i guess yeah. they're called uh, and i basically took the exact the entire model but just swapped out uh, swapped out the the weapons for for Eldar weapons, and it's awesome. And then right next to it, Seth, you'll see the the color scheme I'm working on. I, I really want this whole. You I'm always really... go all of drab, kind of military colors, don't you? Yeah, but the reason for the yes, yes, because I have it down pat. Like I have my recipe down pat. But <laughs> this was different. I I know it doesn't look that different, but it's totally different. This was done extremely quickly with the idea to really get it done, get this army done like within a month and a half is kind of, is kind of my goal. And and the whole color scheme is really and you know with the tree of course to go like all super uber nature themed. My son's name is Oak, yeah. and so I want this army to be dedicated to my son. So I'm trying to really go with like a tree, you know, vibe, a lot of greens and stuff. But what have you been up to? Seth. recovering from cherokee uh we recovering drove, we drove home um and uh yeah just spent the day kind of you know getting the house stuff done and now i'm trying to figure out my gaming schedule because i don't really have any events planned for the future so i gotta figure that out so i've been looking at that you know, my wife and i are also planning a cruise in uh june for uh alaska so i've been doing the last minute planning or not last minute but like locking in things like flights and hotels and all that jazz um which does mean i won't be at aco this year no um, but you know but- you know we were just talking about that though right um there's certain events you, you have to give up because as much as we love the hobby it's it's okay to go take a vacation with your wife you know and go see something you've been wanting to see for two or three years now Yes. Yeah. So kicker, take us into the industry news. Yeah, yeah, totally. Before we jump into the industry news, guys, this this entire episode is really going to be a very interactive episode. Feel free to, you know, ask us questions throughout the chat. Seth and our wonderful tech priest, Rich, are going to be carefully monitoring it. Um, Yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. We've got a few topics to talk, uh, touch base on, but jumping into the industry news, there's just not that much happening. So we want to involve the audience as much as you guys want uh, to jump in. Let's go right here. Okay, so like I said, it's a bit of a slump right now. Not really that many new exciting things happening. The Eldar or Eldarari or whatever you want to call it, the combat Eldari, Eldari. You're playing them. Here I am starting an army. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just going to call him Eldar because it's way easier. Aldari. Uh, the Aldari Combat Patrol box has been formally announced. I mean, for all of you clever uh, you know, gamers out there, I'm sure you already knew what the Combat Patrol box was. It's been leaked, and you could kind of see, you know, have an idea what it was. But this Combat Patrol box looks like a legit deal. I mean, it's got six units of Wind Riders. Those are the uh, the jet bikes. Uh, six, six models, which is two units of three. Uh, of those wind riders the the wraith lord and you know some infantry and a character but it looks like a legit set a lot of times these box sets you're like uh that's not really the foundation of a real army but this one seems to definitely be a solid uh base for for any eldari army dude and did you see the other big big news regarding product releases from gw seth i don't know if you saw this man cursed city cursed city is coming back cursed city is relaunched this is a huge deal, guys. Um, if you remember about a was it a year ago, Seth? I can't remember. Yeah. It was about a year ago, right? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, Curse City was that boxed game that totally sold out. It was going for ridiculous prices online. You can still find a few uh, individual models from that game uh, online that people you know are selling for ridiculous amounts of money because they are just super sexy models that you could only get in this box set. They've slowly released a few of those models. Uh, I think there's one or two box sets out there for like the undead or the. the I don't know the 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 dead faction, the vampire faction, but in general, all the heroes, the the good guys, you, you couldn't get. And I definitely bought that box set for the good guys, just for the uh, the conversion potential. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I used two of those models for my Admech army, and they just look so cool. So anyway, it's really kind of cool that GW is relaunching this box set. They're giving people a shot, you know, who to, to to get it again. And I'm sure people will be taking up 
taking them up on that offer. Uh, oh, Seth, yeah. there, you, was, you there was some definite FOMO when that thing went out of stock. Yeah, right. And it was a good value too, right? Like not only was it awesome models sold in obviously limited quantity, but like the value that was there, there was a lot of plastic in that one box. Seth, did you see those models in person? Have you, had you seen that? You I know, have not. Yeah. It was a very elusive. So, uh, the, you know, you know, if, if, if you didn't see them go online right now, Google them, check out some of those models. Um, oh, oh, oh. And I, I can't take credit for this. This is not, you know, not, this is purely from the spiky bits crew. Um, Rob who runs spiky bits posted a really cool photo of a brand new sneak peek of the, uh, the joy toy repulsor. So joy toy are those really, you know, high end action figures that have been, mm-hmm. you know, getting the license to make GW product. And there's this, <laughs> it's, they're like GI Joe's, but you know, space Marine themed. And there's that a, G- gotta be giant. It's it's massive. So they have a they it's a it's it's like a little sneak peek photo of it. I guess I don't know uh, a leaked photo of this. It's it's a repulsor like yeah. <laughs> that's the size of a cat or something. It's massive. Yeah, it's got to be huge because those toys are already like decent yeah, size yeah. to begin with. Like yeah, Jesus. I mean there's a size comparison. You, you you know compared to a standard mini and and, and yeah. even like a, a knight a 40k knight. But the repulsor executioner it's 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 going to require some real real estate on your shelves to, to <laughs> store. I mean, it's massive. Um, but you know what? It's got me excited. I could care less about the little like action figures, but now I'm starting to see vehicles, you know, space Marine vehicles. Like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and kicker's going to go back to playing space Marines. I'm not going to play just, space Marines. He but jumps would... from army every time there's a new release. Army hops. But, but, but I would play like, I would play 40k if we could like scale it up to that size and you just play in this like a tennis court or something. I mean, that would be fun, right? Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how practical that is. But uh okay. <sighs> just to see a big old di- You know what? I'm gonna get one for my son and just let him go to town with it. Just just go crazy. Um oh, and and we were talking about products from GW. Let's talk about products from for uh frontline gaming real fast. The frontline gaming table, yes, we're getting bombarded. People still want the table. We brought the table to Cherokee, it's sold out um mm-hmm. like like I'm sorry, guys. We we brought as many as we could in our truck. The truck was packed. We even like squeezed tables in between the pallets to try and bring every single one of those tables was was picked up and sold. We will be bringing tables to BAO. We will be bringing to ACO. We we do want to start allowing them to be shipped. But let's be frank, guys. the The cost to ship them is they're heavy. Cheap. Yeah, yeah, they're heavy. Seth, you got a table, right? Yeah, they're heavy. Yeah, they're heavy. I mean, it's a solid injection molding plastic table top. Like it's not you know nice. Square and it's got thing. it's not got like one or two metal brackets in it. It's it's got a lot. It's a solid piece. I'm not saying a 320 pound man should sit on it, but I'm saying if he did, it survived. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and and like, okay, so that weight is for a reason, right? To make it as mm-hmm. durable and and sturdy as possible. But yeah, it's definitely not a lightweight um, item. And and also the size of it is is, is pretty massive. So shipping yeah. is going to be about fifty dollars. So you know, we're we're trying to not have people have to pay for shipping so we're going to try and bring them to our events we should be you know selling them online soon that's what i've been told i can't i can't give a date yet i i just know that we will definitely will be having them at bao so even if you're not playing at bao just swing by and grab a table so you can go home with a brand new toy um oh speaking of bao let's let's pull up that uh that wonderful artwork there yeah boom look at that beautiful BAO artwork boom yeah the shirt the bao shirt is one of my favorite shirts with this logo kicker before we jump off do you know what the dimension of the table is folded up it's on the box which went out in my trash today so i don't know (laughs) it's it's literally the exact it is a 44 by 60 no no folded up oh like the width of it it folds in half to like 44 by 30 Yes, that is exactly what it does. Yeah, it folds okay, that cool. way, not the other way. Yep. <laughs> if that makes sense. It's like, I think that's what it was, but I can't yeah. check because I threw out the box. Yeah, and, and the width of it is about, about I want to say, four inches. So it's about two inches of injection molded plastic on both sides. So when okay. you fold them together, yeah. you get about four inches. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not a lightweight table it's not flimsy but it's 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 uh yeah that 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 thickness is is quality there um okay cool let's uh move on to bao guys um i i you know you guys come and listen to signals because you want to know like the truth hear it straight out you know like no 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 bullshit here right so the bao is is held at kubelcon kubelcon is its own independent convention that they host you know host the 40k tournament there for us um Mm -hmm. we're part of them the 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 guy that runs KubelCon, Mike, is is an awesome guy. He's saved our butts for for many 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 years, and and now we want to try and repay the favor and help him out. You know, he's allowed us to host 40k at his turn, uh, convention, and 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 now he's you know he he asked me to read a statement. Let me just get to the statement real fast, guys. Uh, this is from Mike, the KubelCon organizer. 
Uh, guys, we're just over 12 weeks away from KubelCon 2022 and the Bay Area and the Bay Open 2022. We're seeing a big uptake in sales and looks like we're just around 200 players for 40K. Yes, guys, that is true. 40K is, is pretty massive. We actually might have to end the ticket soon because we don't, because Age of Sigmar is catching up and we, we, we're going to fill up. But anyway, we're Ooh, seeing a huge beef there between Age of Sigmar and, and 40K. Who gets well, more dude, I mean, Seriously, I, I think the Age of Sigmar players and uh, the 40K players are going to have to go to town and, and just see who, uh, who wins this fight because honestly rumble 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 dude i uh you saw the uh, the age of sigmar players at lvo dude they, they some of them look like beasts man i don't want to i don't want to take them down um okay so we're seeing a big uptake in uh, sales however like we have every, a mark perry though it's okay oh we do have and we got a seth man we got a yeah. mark perry we got a seth you know we got a danny we can take anyone today we got this man um yeah right are you are you <laughs> come on Danny's our, our producer's laughing in the background everyone <laughs> That is, he, he clearly is uh not confident in our abilities to fight right yeah well um <laughs> probably not i i do know that there's a lot of military in uh like active military like badasses yeah. that play age of sigmar and yeah let's just like dayton i don't know if you met dayton he was like our our human forklift at, at lvo just like single-handedly unloading a truck yeah <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, so we're seeing a huge uptake in sales. Looks like we're going to be around 240K players, blah, 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 blah. That's all great. However, like everything else these days, revenue and cost are not aligned. KubelCon and BAO being off for two years affects conventions in a lot of ways not easily seen by the public. As such, we are asking for your help, the generous and fantastic community that is the Bay Area Gaming Group. As you know, KubelCon is being held both at the Marriott Waterfront near San Francisco uh, Airport as well as a Hyatt. We need this space specifically to house what will be a huge 40K championship tournament, as well as the live action role playing events for KubelCon. This means in order to offer and sustain such a space allocation, we need to allow, uh, to see all the rooms in our room block to, we need to sell all the rooms in our room block to fulfill our hotel contractual obligations and not be level, levied financial penalties for not doing so. You as an attendee can help. Even if you are local to the Bay Area and had planned to commute, we are asking for you to consider staying at the Marriott or the Hyatt, even for just a Friday or a Saturday night to help reach our goal. Basically, guys, a lot of, uh, the way this whole thing works is that we can't get these beautiful spaces unless we kind of promise the hotel we're going to give them some rooms or fill up some rooms. Uh, I don't think everyone's always aware of that. So yeah. so while you can commute, if you're in the Bay Area, maybe you could just help KubelCon, you know, continue to grow and grow and grow so that we see, you know, progress in 23 and 24 um, by just helping stay at the hotel for one night. The hotel's great and they got, we can stay out as late as you want and party with your buddies or or wake up early in the, you know, wake up and roll right out of bed and go play some 40K. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, so, you know, uh, it's a, a way little can, reference, uh, yeah. like the Warzone Atlanta, yeah, uh, occurs in Atlanta, and all the guys that run it are from Atlanta, but mm -hmm. they all get a room in the hotel because when you're there until you know eight, nine, ten at night, and they're just like, you know what, I don't want to drive home across town in the traffic, I just want to go to bed so I can get up and be here and do what I need to do tomorrow, so. Yeah, I mean, not only There's is it definitely help, a nice convenience factor of staying in the venue. Yeah, the convenience factor is huge, especially in a city like San Francisco or Atlanta, where where the traffic is 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 kind of insane. Yeah, but you're not only you know getting this little convenience factor right, but you're also really helping the convention you know stay afloat. So so yeah. guys, please, if you can consider staying at the Bay Area Open Hotels, um, it would be very much appreciated by both KubelCon and Frontline Gaming. All right, Seth, All right. hey, why don't you take it away with hap what's happening in the FLGN? Nothing. Nothing. No, Dude. okay, wait, wait. Oh, come on, come on. There's a few things, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of stuff going on. So, um, Eldar lists were on Grim After Dark. They brought on uh, JT McDowell, who, uh, fun fact, used to be a professional wrestler. No, no. Way. Um, so that was fun because JT is a longtime uh, Eldar player. So him and Danny riffed on some lists. I listened um, to that episode. It has got to be a format they need to repeat. I really like that format. Yeah. I got, it got me all excited. Like listening to different types of lists. I mean, yes, obviously I'm biased because I'm trying to learn Eldar. But the idea of looking at six different lists throughout an episode, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, there, someone was on Game Changers. You yes. might have heard of him before, Kicker. Uh, yeah. Reese <laughs> Robbins. Do you know who he is? Well, I think I've seen that guy before. Yeah, yeah. Around, right? So that was that was cool. Um, Chief Librarian put out another episode. Chapter Tactics just put out an episode today, con comparing and contrasting Eighth and Ninth Edition. Um, the uh, Thursday show is getting geared up. Uh, I believe they're going to be covering uh, the Clutch City GT, which is actually where War Games live stream is going to be this weekend. So okay, if you want to watch some some 40K, check that out. 
you know, give Joe some support. We love him. Everyone um, really liked the stream at Cherokee, and that that was Joe. So, you know, if you like that yeah. quality stream, Joe will be doing Clutch City. Can week. I can I tell you a funny moment on the yeah. stream kicker? Shoot, shoot, shoot. So, so the I I provided like some sideline reporting and some commentary on <laughs> on the the last day, and uh, as I'm sitting there doing some commentary with Joe, and Joe doesn't do like a hundred percent commentary, like he does let you know the players talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm trying not to jump in too much, but I am reading the chat as it's going by. And, you know, several times there are folks like, who's that commentating with Joe? And Joe was like, well, <laughs> Seth from Signals, yada, yada, yada. And that's fine. And then someone was like, who's that commentating with Seth? Oh, and no And I was just way. like. Dude, you're a superhero now. You're I was famous. like, you you came to the stream, but you don't know who the guy that runs the stream? <laughs> Seth, you're, you're just getting, you're just becoming yeah, famous. That was Signals is making me. you famous. Speaking that's of right. being famous, dude, I mean, I got kicked for, uh, kicked for kicker. Yeah, uh, there was actually a question of, of how did you like your cereal gifts? God, that was amazing. So I don't know where that started. Who started this kind of hashtag? Was it on here? Was it on Facebook? I have no idea. Um, but somebody showed up at Cherokee. Uh, I believe his name is Jared, a, a wonderful human being, with a massive box of of sugary breakfast cereal that the cereal would be kicks. Actually, it's not even that sugary. Um, yeah, but it is called, not very sugary it's at all. Not, actually. Yeah, it's it's kid tested, mother approved. Um, and yeah, so not that sugary, but it was extremely enjoyable. I had it this morning for breakfast. So thank you. I, I definitely encourage kicks for kicker at all events. Um, <laughs> Yeah. cash for kicker works too i'm just i'm just saying you know like <laughs> no keep it for kicks for kicker keep it for kicks for kicker all right fine yeah. um, I'm, i see you greg gonzalez i see what you're saying about first time tau player i'm on to you oh, anyway are you getting you're gonna get some hate on the chat uh, I, greg was uh maybe casting shade on me playing tau in the uh war games live chat and he has come over here to uh, the signals chat to do the same thing oh so, wow we got a guy following you from podcast uh, show to yeah. show all right so uh, let's talk about the results of the Cherokee yeah, Open, and then let's, let's get into kind of how we uh, we thought the weekend went. So, uh, 40k results. Uh, number one best general that was Jack Harpster. He ran Tau. Um, it was Richard Siegler's Tau. So I don't know if the Tau just ran itself, yeah, or right. you know if, if, if Jack had yeah. any control there, or they were just you know autonomous little battle suits. <laughs> um, best painted that was Jacob Thayer. He's uh, he was a I want to say he finished in the top five this past season for uh hobby track. Um, Dude, and then Renaissance man, um, is, uh, a pillar of the community himself, Anthony Birdsong. Um, so he ended up taking home Renaissance man cause he came in, I want to say it was like fifth or sixth. Um, he was running uh, custodes, the right? He was running yeah, and his custodes were beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Let's, um, let's, let's pause it right there, Seth, because he won Best Renaissance Man, and there's a pretty large uh, store credit value yeah. prize for that, right? And do you know what he did with it? He, he didn't accept it. He refused to accept it. He said, let's give it to that guy over there, a guy that kind of needed some help with his army and, and was just a really all-around good sportsman. Uh, so, you know, I don't know you that well, Anthony. I've kind of just met you, but, dude, you are a very generous he's a Yeah, he's a very... He, he, he's a very stand-up guy for the community. Yeah. Um, he does, he, a lot of his army, he gets commission painted, yeah. um, and he pays his artists like a good pay scale. He's not Ooh. trying to cheap out on them. You know, he's a, I think somewhat Joe kept calling him a patron of the arts because <laughs> uh, he was supporting yeah, all yeah. these artists. So yeah, I mean, he literally has like, I, I believe, and, and Anthony, if you, if I'm wrong, let me know, buddy, but I am 90% certain that the man has three squads of everything he just buys three of everything when it comes out because wow. he just wants to have it and then yeah. he gets a commission painted and he has every army wow. painted kicker so wow, he's just like i want to play this you. today boom goes it then he's got a cool store Jeez. up in maryland called tables and towers that i'm trying to get up to and see sometimes so yeah he's he's a cool dude he's a great you, man you for called the him a patron of the arts but he's also a patron of the sportsman like he chose what he thought was the best most sportsmanship like you know man at the event or a gentleman person yeah. at the event he he like literally he's like oh I played my, my one of my last round opponents was just really a nice guy. Let's let's get him. And, and the guy came up to get his credit and he thought he was going to get like 30 bucks. He got a way more than that. He was blown yeah. away. It was a little surprise for him. Uh, yeah. OK, keep on going, Seth. Sorry about that. Yep. Anyway, um, train of thought, uh, AOS placings. Uh, we have AOS. Uh, so our uh, first army uh, that came in first place is David Fields. Um, he was playing. Um, 
Andrew sent me all this information, so I'm trying to remember. Uh, it was a single drop like Dragon Army, which I think it is. Let me double check the chat notes because I don't want to yeah. quote you guys wrong. I'm pretty sure the Dragon what? Armies are <laughs> for Age of Sigmar right now are ridiculously yeah. powerful. So, and, yeah. Andrew Simmons is our TO there, and he sent me like all the lists and everything. I'm not going to read you all the lists because I honestly it, don't it know. It was Joe Cryer and Andrew Simmons. I got yeah. to give Joe a shout out. Yeah, it looks like it was a Stormcast Army, and he says it was uh, one drop list. Um, and yeah, it does have the dragons and it has a bunch of other storm guard or storm. We are cases. terrible. Age of Sigmar. <laughs> we are. I'm trying. Age of Sigmar. I am trying, guys. I'm trying to give you some love tonight. There was a dragon in it. There was. Uh, number two oh. is uh, Mergang Ja. He was running a Stormcast Eternals. Uh, he called it a, uh, Andrew called it a shoot cast army. All right. I know what that I, means, I guys. You're shooting know. and casting psychic powers? Sure. Yes, know. maybe. Um, number three was John Anderson. He was running Ideneth Deepkin with a very mobile shooting castle. Um, Dude, this was another guy that came down and helped. Like, you know, like yeah. Andrew Simmons kind of just popped out of the woodwork and was like, hey, I'm going to help you run this event because we had a lot more, you know, bigger turnout for Age of Sigmar than one guy could handle. And so he just showed up and helped. And then John, this guy showed up and just helped set up and break down. I mean, sorry, I'm, nice. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps because there's a lot of yep. community involvement at this event. So, so best painted, uh, yeah. we did get pictures of the best oh, painted sweet. armies um, because I hate to say this kicker, but. AOS has better models than 40k, and, and I and like I think the hobby like the hobby yeah. dedication is a so stronger so there. our our number one was Casey Myers and this is his oh, wow. Deepkin here. Um, he had a nice little display set up. Oh, uh, yeah, I I did I didn't Deepkin look look amazing. Yeah. Um, number two was uh, Tobias Kempe and oh, he wow. had Nurgle, and I don't know how well it's showing up here in the picture, but that great unclean one has LED eyes, so he glows. It's insane. Um, and number three was Dylan Gerard uh, with Luminef Realm Lords, or as our producer said, some elf thingies. Some elf thingies. <laughs> some elf thingies look gorgeous. Jeez, they do yeah, look gorgeous. They have real painting chops in Age of Sigmar. Not, not that the, there's a few beautiful 40k armies, but like Age of Sigmar, geez, just wow. Um, did you get any? Do we get any photos of Legion or X-wing? Because they had some. No, really, okay. I asked you for that stuff. Okay, well, I, Legion had a few really beautiful painted armies. I did not get photos of them, but I will have to ask the TO. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah right. I, I'm slacking right there. I had, took I, a day off. Everyone, let him have his day off. Okay, it's all right. I, I, I wanted a day to hobby. I'm sorry. Yep. So, uh, kicker, uh, the venue. Um, yeah. I want to give you kind of my my uh, my Let's opinion, but I'm interested in yours. Okay. Um, so the venue, uh, the, the the tower we were in where our rooms were in uh, was like, I want to say like less than a year old, very new construction. Yeah, brands, um, it is less than the a year rooms old. were great. Uh, it was pretty convenient between our rooms and the event hall. Um, but by that, I mean, if you've been to other uh, casino based events, you usually have to like cross the casino floor to get from <laughs> your, your room block to the, the convention space, which is not something you want to do if you have a tray full of delicate miniatures, right? Yeah. Cause then... it could be crowded yeah, you know, yeah. depending on the time of day. Um, this was not like there was a, the building was still all contained. You could go to the casino and never step outside, yeah, but yeah. it was not in between you and the event. So that was nice and easy to get to. Um, I believe if uh, Richard, the producer, wants to put up um, my I took my wife with me. Um, she enjoyed the spa and then she also uh, went out hiking Ooh. one day. Um, and these are some pictures she got oh, on a hiking trail. She took like, these photos. Yeah, like 15 minutes away from from the venue. So Dude, like, is that like a deer or an elk? That's or an something? elk. That's what? elk. She ran into a couple dozen elk while she was hiking. That's um, awesome. So yeah, so she was, there was a nature preserve nearby. There was a nice river. So she was hiking around the river. She took pictures of the elk. She went to went, went and explored all the little towns nearby. She was having a ball with that. Um, we had some good meals. Um, so overall, and then um, I don't know, Kicker, you might want to get into this more. The I would say out of the events we've been to, this food at the in the hall was probably the best setup we had. Yeah, no, um, totally, totally. They worked yeah. really hard to make sure that we had a huge menu. So, I mean, there was literally everything from popcorn to pizza. To yeah, like burgers. in the morning, you had like, you know, a half dozen different types of breakfast sandwiches and fruit and coffee. Yeah. And then, and yeah, all the mid- snacks. I asked them to bring all the snacks so you could get whatever kind of like junk food you wanted or power yeah, bars. They had, whatever. they had junk food. They had sodas. They had waters. They had Gatorade. They had ibuprofen. They had Tums. <laughs> they, they even had, had earplugs. <laughs> they had pizza they had nachos they had pretzels they had hot dogs they had but, chicken but tenders not they only had was the burgers you can keep going yeah. but it was also like the quality like it was, it yeah. was legitimately good food i mean it was good food and it wasn't like really over cost like i got the last day i just wanted i really wanted a pizza i like to get pizza when i go to events okay and <laughs> i just wanted good. a whole pizza and i could eat it and share it with my friends and a, what do you what do you think a, a whole pepperoni pizza cost me at a casino richard 
Richard, I want yeah. you to chime in. What do you think a Richard, whole pepperoni pizza Richard? cost at a casino? I don't. I have no idea what a pizza costs at a casino. Pizza You've bought pizza food place. at a casino before, right, Richard? Yeah, it's a lot. Like it's a lot. Like I don't know, thir- twenty-five dollars. Art of War uh, down under says twenty-six. It was sixteen dollars after tax, folks. Sixteen dollars. Wow. Yeah, Full that's size. like okay, go to like, like Domino's. Wait, wait. wait. Did it, it was taste, good. Did it taste? It was like fresh. A $16 it was good. Pizza? No, it was good. I was happy with it. Okay, how much dude, would dude. you pay for that pizza on the outer world? Like sixteen dollars. Like okay, it was okay. not. It was price for what it was. Oh, Leo okay. and I, Leo, the other front Look, Nikki D, don't effort. tell me that's not on Stephen Box list. All right, it was my last day. <laughs> It's yeah. not a Stephen Box. Yeah, that's Stephen not on the list of things you're gonna allow to. Yeah. So, so no, but it does satisfy the soul. All right, um, Leo and I. Leo's the other frontline gaming staffer. Goes to every single one of the events um, with me. We like we go to all these events. It's literally our job. And yep. Leo was was floored. He's like, "This is the best food we've ever had at one of the conventions. Like better than what we, you you pay at Las Vegas or Atlantic yeah. City." So yeah, yeah, and we it's were really right happy. there in the hall. Like you can be yeah. like, "Hey, buddy, you're doing your moon face. I'm gonna go get some popcorn and some water." I literally one point turned around and my teammates standing behind me watching me eating a bucket of popcorn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. Good okay. Good anyway, so, Kicker, what are your thoughts on the event and the venue? Well, let's let's stick with food real fast because we're talking about food. So um, that was not by chance. That was you know us carefully working with the venue, saying, okay, this is you know what we need from you guys to make this the best event possible for our players. So that's why we had this awesome range, and and, and the venue worked with us, which was awesome. But on the negative side, dude, there weren't that many restaurants that were easy to get into because the yeah. whole hotel was packed. Um, now, this is a learning experience, right? Whenever we go to a new location like this or do a new venue, we, we you know we have to learn the venue. The venue has to learn us. We need to figure out what works, what doesn't. One of those things is that the restaurants on site were just packed. I mean, you need to have yeah. reservations <laughs> made a couple of days in advance. And uh, we are uh, we we yeah, that was it was definitely a tough time getting because they had while we were there. There was a World Series of Poker tournament. Yes, and a Brett Michaels concert. Yeah, and, and the, so the entire hotel was was totally sold out. So good news that next year they should be opening up two or three more restaurants, which would definitely alleviate things. Hopefully, we won't book it during a World Series of Poker tournament and yep. a Brett Michaels concert. But um, I, we, we you know we never know. Um, we do have some plans for next year that will will remain secret. Uh, and yes, there will be a next year, as, as many people have asked. Uh, yeah, right. So I was like, what, what is yeah. it? No, I, I don't want to share until we, we figured it out exactly and then announce it. But yes, next year, I'm already working on a multi-year contract with the Cherokee venue because it was that big of a success. Seth, uh, we're talking about negatives here. We got to make sure people realize this is a regional event. And yeah. Friendly Gaming, while we are known for things like LVO and, you know, and ACO now, and uh, some of the events are definitely more regional. They're designed for the people within driving distance. And and Seth, explain to, explain to the people that this was not the easiest place yeah if you were flying in it was a little difficult because you could either fly into like Asheville or atlanta um you could rent a car and drive there um parking was free on site which was nice um but you're still renting a car for that you know a couple days um i had some friends that actually ubered up from atlanta Um, ubered up wait what it's a long story. You know, it's over three hours. It's all right. I'm going to tell you the story, and I'm sorry, Vindicta Crew, but this you're you're, you're a right. teachable moment, okay, guys? Okay, teach um, <laughs> They uh, they had planned. They were flying into Atlanta Thursday night, and they had rented a car in advance. And then when they got to Atlanta, like at midnight, and went through the rental car line, there were no cars left. Oh my gosh! So they had no car to get from. And it's, you know, you're talking, it's midnight in Atlanta. They got to get up to Cherokee. You got to be there and ready to play in 10 hours. So they ended up taking an Uber, which That's insane. It's a got them drive. there. It's a it three-hour drive through the mountains. Yeah, it got them there. But then they, they didn't have means of transportation. There wasn't Ubers around there. So, um, yeah, I, I we tried to figure out some ways for them to get back to Atlanta to get a flight out. And that was a, a whole situation because there really weren't any uh, easily accessible shuttle services that we could find or Ubers. Um, cause then you have to pay cause there's no Ubers locally in that area. It looked like, so yep. they were going to have to pay for an Uber to drive from like Atlanta to them, pick them up and then drive them back, which is like, so, so let's use this as a learning experience. Yeah. Whenever you book an event, whether it's a frontline gaming event or, you know, an, an, yeah. another liberty, you got to think about the logistics of getting to the venue. I mean, frontline gaming, we're really good at, you know, you know, the big events, you know, you're close to yeah. an airport. But yeah. even even with that said, ACO is is not right next door to a major airport. You got the Atlantic City Airport, which is really small, which is which yeah. is ten minutes away. A lot of folks came through Philly, didn't they? Yeah, Philly. And you got to think logistically: how do you get from the airport 
to the venue. I don't recommend recommend renting a car because you're just going to have that car parked in the garage for for you know the three days you're there. I'm well. I would say I would. It depends what you're doing. For instance, yeah. like my wife having her car, we drove her car up because we knew she wanted to explore the area. Yeah. Um, and she had a great old time going out every day exploring okay. the area. So like. If you're going with your family and they want to go out and do other things while you're gaming, because I do know that there was a lot of people that did bring their family to this event, then yeah, do that. But if you're just if you're some gamers trying to do this on the cheap, yeah, maybe don't run a car. Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. I have a question. Shoot, I, shoot. I, I couldn't listen to you the whole time. Who's Brett Michaels? Oh yeah, I didn't know either, right, man? Everyone's like <laughs> Brett Michaels concert. I'm like, I don't know. Who he's the hell this he's guy uh, is. just he's don't worry, he's poison. Okay, give me a song. Uh, give me a song. Someone sing yeah, a Sing for Michaels. us, Seth. Go. Sing for us, please. Go. Go. Every rose has its thorn. Oh, I'm not okay. singing sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. Sing no, it, sing it, sing no, it. Chat, come on, no, chat. no, we will get demonetized. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we will. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so logistics of getting from Boys the airport thank you, to, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Tech so, so that's something that maybe to look into if you're planning next year, if you're, if you're traveling and you're looking at flying, you got to try to figure out uh reliable transport in and out of the area. Um, but once if, again, with if, every single event you go to, yeah. that, that's really important. Um, Chad is the best, by the way, because they're trying to tell me who Brett Michaels is, and then he, then I get he also did porn. Oh, <laughs> allegedly, well, allegedly. <laughs> How do you know him from? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's are... what Greg said in chat. Oh, I'm just oh, reading man. what he said. I don't, I don't know, know these things. Oh boy, <laughs> so, I sidetracked us like normal, so that's, you no, did. that's okay. Totally, you we did. appreciate. Anyway, it. Um, oh. so yeah, so. That was probably one of the cons of this event was it's not easy to travel to if you're not driving regionally. And, and we're talking about like like lessons learned and stuff that yeah. we can hopefully apply to anyone that's a tournament goer, right? And and this is once again not just for frontline gaming events, although frontline gaming probably is more guilty than others, just because we're larger. Is you you got to pre-order anything you want from the event, you know, the merch, whether it's the tables that we brought, but also the T-shirts, the objective markers. Yep. Everyone wanted the the Cherokee dice. We had some gorgeous dice for this event, um, and 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 you got to pre-order them. You, you just got to. There's no way. And and I, I hate to turn people down and make them feel sad. And some people were really frustrated, um, but that's just the way we we do it. And and the reason, of course, is because I have to order all this stuff before we bring it up, and I don't want to be stuck with a bunch of extra inventory. So usually about a month before the event is when I start to close off all the the, the ordering for anything. And and so yeah, if you if you don't place your pre-order, you're probably not going to get something. Yeah, because there were a lot of folks showing up asking, do you have any more t-shirts left? Do you have any more objective yeah. markers left? Yeah. Um, Dude, every yeah. single t-shirt, not a single t-shirt went home with us. And I was really kind of pissy about that because both myself and, and Leo, we were kind of hoping that, oh, maybe maybe there'll be one that we can get. Nope, not <laughs> one for this event. No, not, not Here, a did you Did you not pre-order a t-shirt? I did not pre-order a t-shirt and look what happened. And this was the coolest. Like this is this was probably my favorite. I think it's my second favorite logo. I like the BAO logo, uh, but the the new Lone Star logo is going to be the best. But we'll talk about that later. Um, we'll talk about it next week. Um, okay, yeah, so I was let's, like, let's, I don't think we're talking about it later today. No, not today. Not today. Not today. Um, so I we, we were talking about food earlier. Let's talk about this. I thought this was kind of cool. Was was we did get to go to offsite and have you know dinner plans with friends, and I think that's one of the best things about these events is getting together with people you don't get to see that often, and all going and grabbing dinner. Yeah. But but make yeah. sure it's organized in advance. Trying to do it last minute or like, hey, okay, we're just gonna meet after the you know round six and go grab food. That's a mess. That's a disaster waiting to happen. You, Seth, uh, you know, we talked to Adam, we talked to we talked to Leo, we talked to Joe. We're like, okay, we're gonna go grab food offsite, and we did yeah. it, and it was the, probably one of the highlights of the, of the entire event. For me. the the food was not. We did not choose the greatest. <laughs> we did restaurant, choose, but yeah. the the company was was the fantastic. company was great. I got to meet your wife. Yeah, yeah. the um, you made the, her try squid and told her it was gonna taste like pasta. Yeah, it did not taste like pasta. It did not. It did yeah, not. By the way, I yeah no. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we were getting squid. She's up never in gonna mountains. trust you again when it comes to food recommendations. Yeah, I don't you think I've that? ever said, "Hey, squid tastes like pasta" ever before in my life. Well, <laughs> like if if you put a lot of like seasoning and salt on it and you oh, close your eyes and you think yeah let's, no it did not work and it, and it was, and to be clear we did not go to a high end restaurant where they would have like good squid we went to like a like run of the mill place that did not have high quality squid so there's a zero percent chance you're ever going to get that woman to try squid <laughs> it was again. the only oh, asian restaurant in the entire uh, cherokee reservation and yes the squid i i will say was was pretty terrible i'm pretty sure it was microwaved and then oh. uh yeah it was bad but that's okay Whatever. my point is you you have, you have blown that sir that is never <laughs> happening again now oh. and, well at least i got food i'm pretty sure you didn't get food until we were getting our check yeah 
So yeah, yeah, we oh, we yeah, my food um my food took about an hour to get sushi. Yeah. Uh although but, I did hear from another group that was at that dinner, they had ordered food, eaten it, and they were like we would like to order more sushi and the waiter was just like, "No, you're not allowed to order anymore because we're so busy." <laughs> get out. That's funny. Well, no, no, but like you said, the company was great. So, so going going to all these events, getting together. I mean, obviously, you're playing 40k and having a good time. Sorry, the chat is just like because squid is squids are indigenous in North Carolina mountains. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was was Smoky Mountain, Appalachia, Clearwater, you know, Lake Squid or something. Yeah, kicker, (laughs) right there with trout. Oh yeah, no. Um, I I saw it on the menu. I had to go for it. Like I just I had to. But why did you? make her eat it I, I, no because i think she was interested she never had squid before and i'm a very you know i'm like i want to share yeah you it, and it, joe were like it's great it's just yeah. like pasta and she was like really it doesn't taste like fish at all kicker's a I giver say, he gave her the worst squid ever yeah but well um <laughs> i will tell you that i had to like literally drown the squid in teriyaki sauce to enjoy it so yeah um but okay well um that that was fun and, and i think we need to get to um yeah the yeah, I got some story. stories to share. The yeah. story, yeah. Um, I don't know if I should be sharing this in details because because it's it it is not the best light on uh, on us, but I think it's it's something that should be shared because it has a it has a happy ending. Yeah, guys, Frontline Gaming. We're a small business. We work really hard, but I mean, there's you know, and 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 all of us work like crazy hours, and that terrain takes a a lot. I mean, that that is our that is our lifeblood. That train for Cherokee had to come from Las Vegas, and if if you know your your maps, right, <laughs> Las Vegas is pretty far away from Cherokee. From yeah, there, right, 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 across the, the country, right, yeah, right. You don't have to cross there. one but two mountain ranges and, yeah. and deserts and all sorts of crazy conditions. Well, 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 Leo, our our driver, and and you know my my associate working the events, um, the the truck unfortunately broke down in the middle of the night. And uh, that was about three hours out. And so uh, we were like, oh, we are in deep dog doo doo. But uh, Frankie, you know, and, and, and his girlfriend in the middle of the night drove up to meet up with, you know, Leo, swap out trucks in the middle of the road, get all the train off of one truck to another truck. And, and Seth, you've seen this train. This is not a three person yeah. job. This is like, no, it's, it's pallet and pallet jacks. <laughs> yeah. And, and 30 degree weather, freezing their asses off on the side of the road. Apparently, I mean, at one point, Frankie said, I think I just threw out my back and kept working. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like they are superheroes. The the I don't I don't understand how they physically were able to move these pallets with with Leo, yeah. Adrian, and, and, and Frankie, but they did it. And that's what's amazing. Is they just did it. And by the way, it's like like I said, in the middle of the night, middle of nowhere, and, and they made it happen. Then so so we're a little bit behind schedule, but we always cushion our our, our, our transit times to, to make sure we have, you know, you know, fallback yeah. plans. Well, Leo then began to drive, and he hit not one but three snowstorms. <laughs> had him driving like you know five miles an hour. You know, I mean, so so a trip that was supposed to you know take you know let's just call thirty eight hours took like fifty eight hours, and yeah. and he did make it. He did make it. He he was supposed to show up uh, at um at the the night before uh, before setup. So on Wednesday night he was supposed to show up. He showed up Thursday at at. 2 30 p.m and yep. we had to rush it was insane and it and we and there's just it's just way later than normal but we we made yeah. it happen guys we worked like crazy and we were unpacking the pallets and uh we 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 realized that i think one of the pallets got left on the side of the highway and we were down like 15 tables worth of terrain so yeah. we are now yeah getting, we were we were putting it all out and i was like i I feel like there's I was looking at your map of the tables that were supposed to be 40k and then looking at the tables that had like tubs on them and I was just like I don't know and I was like I was like you know what I'm just a numbers guy you know uh yeah uh Leo just come figure this out it's like there's there's a lot more tables but there's not stuff to go on the table something is not right here and we didn't have the luxury to to not have terrain the event was a you yeah. know pretty packed event um so literally that afternoon at like 4 p.m. after we realized, oh, no, we're missing stuff. I, I called up a local community leader, Stephen Valley, uh, and a dude like I just explained, hey, man, we need terrain. And without without questioning, he didn't need an explanation or nothing. He's like, I got you. How many tables do you need? You know, and what kind of style do you want? I'm like, any style that you can bring by tomorrow, first thing in the morning. This guy got in his little, you know, his little little Versa, a little sedan yeah. car, packed it with terrain, and he drove the night. He showed up at 2 a.m., uh, you know, on site, showed up 2 a.m. he looked tired. Yeah, on, right? 2 a.m. Friday morning. Friday morning and set up the table so that we could be good to go for 8 a.m. that morning. I mean, this guy is a saint. So, so, and, and I should probably probably explain 
the setup normally like i said we set up we, we take about eight hours to set up we had yeah. the meet and greet at 6 30 p.m yeah, and we had the setup done in like three hours yeah and do you know why seth it's because we had like we, we we put the call out for help right like at yeah. this time i'm like we need help and i reached out to quite a few people and and you know what the response was insane we had brian a, a local guy that's in the army esports team just like come up there and he's like i'm got i got you and he just would not stop working like a machine we had a uh, blair and another brian actually that drove up from new yeah. orleans they drove up over you know like overnight just to make sure we were, we were good to go because uh, when i knew the truck was running a little late i was like oh we might be getting caught with time i called them up they they came and saved our butts and um it wasn't just the setup too like on, on you know people could tell we were a little tired it was a it was a crazy event and um i asked a few of the the guys up there if they could help me break down too and you know guys um this community it just gives me goosebumps they make me get all like emotional and stuff yeah. um the dedicated group that is the Hobby Goblins out of Jacksonville, Florida, they're the reason I got to get home on Monday and see my kid uh, that night. Like those guys, you know, after on Sunday, they could have gone home. Most people go home on Sunday. They stayed late. And, you know, I think it was like a team of like seven, eight guys. They they just made sure every single box made it onto the truck. They did not leave until everything was on the truck. The pallets were all put away. And it was just like they did it smiling the entire time. The Hobbit Goblins, like they were like literally giggling and having a good time and laughing while loading up the truck. And because of those guys, I got to go home on Monday and Leo got to start hitting the road and work his way back to Vegas. So, guys. The community. I, I heard he took a more southern route to avoid potential snowstorms. <laughs> yes, Leo's like no more snowstorms. Like I'm taking I-10 the whole way. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I I don't I don't blame him at all. I mean, there's no yeah. pressure, right? Once you're going home, there's no more time commitment. Yeah. But uh, I think what makes Cherokee so special. I mean, besides the fact that we're on the Cherokee reservation, and, and yeah, we had like I I think you saw the photos. You saw them. We had the Cherokee tribe come and bless our event, yeah. which was really cool. They did a a warrior dance. Um, there's a lot of things that makes Cherokee special, but I think what makes Cherokee the most special to me is that is a regional event and that the community there from literally the first announcement of Cherokee through all the way to putting the last truck, uh, the last box onto the truck was just so involved and so excited and, and that made it happen. So with that said, Seth, what's the next event that we're expanding to? We need to start figuring out and I just hope to find a community as, as, as diehard and dedicated as, uh, as what we had. Well, Cherokee. if you listen to chat, um, yeah, shoot. Hawaii, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, Tamagotchi Express really, really thinks that you should do a one in I mean, Hawaii. I'm on board. I'd love to do an event in Hawaii. I don't know logistically how we can get the terrain there. It's the same reason we can't do an event in, well, you know, in Canada because crossing the border. But he says you won't have to worry about snow. Oh, we, we, there we go. There we go. We don't have to. Do we have to worry about like volcanoes and explosions and stuff or anything like that? Tsunamis. Tsunamis. Well, well, chat, um, guys, we're going to be putting a poll up. I, I want to get some more feedback. We're looking at you know, adding two, maybe three more events to our portfolio. You know, we'll test them out one year, and if they're good, then we'll we'll add them in. Um, we're looking all across the country. Um, you know, we're looking for venues. If if you're at Cherokee, we're looking like for venues like Cherokee. If you're at, you know, te Texas. If you're at Texas, we're looking for venues just like Texas. That was a, that was a kind of the ideal. I, I think Kr Quinn is going to have an aneurysm if I don't say Colorado and Denver because he's been oh, saying it for like weeks. I know, I know, I know. And 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 KR Quinn, thank you uh for joining us in the chat. Kara, I will tell you that is um something I've already put a few um I guess put a few lines out, you know, cast you know, I've, I've got a, what do you say? Feelers. Feelers, yes, a few feelers. I've 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 got Mecha a contractor. Uh, I've got a contractor or two in the works, right? Yeah. But Denver's really expensive. There's a there's a so. place that you already poo pooed, but it's called Canada that I think you should Canada. have a, an event. Canada. Yeah, that sounds. That's good. Are you a Canadian? Yeah, I'm a Canadian. <laughs> nah, I think there should okay. be an FLG event in downtown Toronto. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, isn't wait? Come on, there has to be somebody doing a big event in Toronto, though, right? There has There's to be tons of big events in yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Now. Well, we don't want to step on anyone's toes. That's no fun. No, that's no fun. We'll just do it at a different well, time, and you're not stepping on anyone's. Okay, they're they're go. Canadian. They're too polite have, to tell like, you to like step two on their events. toes. Yeah, get more events. Okay, well, we're going to keep on hunting. If chat wants to throw in any ideas, please, please feel free to do so. Um, we'll probably be putting a poll out on the community for that, as well as putting a poll regarding start times. We're trying to figure out when to start events. Should the events start earlier so you can get out of there earlier and go grab dinner? Or should we start it later and just let you sleep in late? So look on the Frontline Gaming Community uh, post, uh, Facebook page. Uh, Sorry, so we, for I have this to post. Google where the hell is this place. Are you looking at Canada? No, someone um, else posted something. And I'm like, I don't know where the hell this. Somewhere in New Hampshire, but what oh, New Hampshire, here? dude, New Hampshire's badass. Nashu, um, Nashu, Nash Nash I, I got my MBA up in New England. That's Nashua. Nashua. I, I don't Boston. know what it's near. Kicker. It's it's That's near what... Boston. It's near Boston. Okay. So well, so. There's... 
it's a bit There's of a supposedly journey. okay yeah okay now i'm zooming out on the map i see boston yeah. now okay yeah, yeah. so right. it's about a 45 right. minute hour drive from boston um, you know, I guess you get, uh, Ganny NG says there's a, there's a very affordable hotel there with about 400 rooms, Used Ooh, to book okay. corporate things like there that. all the time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Danny, the, do you know the, name? the Radisson. Yeah. It's crazy. Radisson's got a really good foothold in, in new England. When I was up there for school, I was really amazed by how many Radisson hotels there were. There was one in Manchester, New Hampshire, but anyway, yeah, the, the Nash was a great town. That would be actually a lot of fun. Cause you get that kind of small new England town vibe. I've never um, been there. You've never been there. Okay, I'd like to. You'd like to. You'd like to. Um, Seth, I think we also need to talk really talk briefly on the meta. I mean, things. Yeah, are we, we have turbulent. a whole other section. We have all. Let's go into the meta because things are super turbulent right now. I mean, yeah, coming so, out of Cherokee, the top eight being basically Tau Custodies and one Nids. That's not yeah. um, pleasant. No. And so the data out of this weekend, it's it's kind of grim. Um, tau and Custodies, uh, if you remove there. The, their hardest matchup, respectively, is into each other. So if you remove Tau versus Custodes, those individual factions removing those and their mirrors are at a 72% win rate for Custodes and a 73 for Tau. Historically, That's not that is worse than unnerfed Iron Hands, and it is right at the level of unnerfed Drukhari. Um, so, and we have two factions at that level right now. So that's really rough. Um in terms of the end of the, the matchups between those two, uh, Custodes used to be favored in that matchup, but that for this weekend, Tau are now favored in that matchup with about a 60% win rate into the Tau versus Custodes. And so overall, this has depressed the win rates of all other factions by about 5%. Jeez. Um, so it's literally just pushed everyone else down. So that is certainly a concern. I'm a Tau player. I want my my Tau to be good as a longtime Tau player. Um, but <laughs> you gotta, you gotta I, that little I really, I, I see that. And yeah, that's not good. So there's definitely needs to be some tweaks on those armies. Um, I mean, Seth, will you play your Tau right now? Because you know any one of your opponents play, oh gosh, a Tau player. Like, gosh, like, do you even want to play Tau right now because of this kind of ridiculous, you know, <laughs> win rate? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't mind. Like, Winning is fun. Winning is fun. Yes, kicker. Um <laughs> But no, well, particularly if I'm going to run into a meta that is full of Crusher Stampedes and Custodes uh, and Grey Knights, which are just really, really hard matchups right now with Orcs. And so I'm just like, or I could just have guns. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so so you just, you touched on something really interesting there, yeah. Seth. Um, do you think that Crusher Stampedes are just going to disappear because of Tau? Yeah. Um, I, I think they're really, they have a really bad matchup into Tau. And I think um with the new uh nid book on the horizon um i certainly think that their 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 time is numbered um yeah. the the crusher stampede i think as a as a like a rule set will exist mm -hmm. whether that list will still be viable with the new rules from the codex who knows yeah all right um, well let me just ask you another question then while we're at it um so we're kind of stagnant we're dependent on on the powers that be to hopefully mm -hmm. update uh some some rules here but with that said we also know that Eldari, Eldari are coming out. Do you think that's going to be enough to change things up? I mean, Harlequins are looking really, really strong. Really? Because um, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel they're going to have a chance against Tau. I mean, maybe against Custodes, but against Tau? I'm Harlequins sure. have enough tricks to make them kind of on par with uh, good combat Drukhari uh, back when it was a thing. Okay. Um, so I, I think there's definitely, I know a lot of top players that are looking at Harlequins. Craftworlds is strong. Um, it's not going to be as easy for a newer player or a less skilled player to jump onto like yeah. Custodes or Tau is. Um, and I know I just insulted myself there, folks. I did it for you, <laughs> the chat. Um, but you put you put that book in the hands of someone like Sean Naden, and I got no worries that Sean is not is going to find some way to beat the crap out of all of us with it. So um, I'm I'm not concerned for the the craft world players they will find a way will it be enough to suppress tau and custodes i don't know word on yeah. the street mr brad chester will be playing eldari as well really mr brad chester playing eldari do we have any idea what he's what he's leaning into no idea no idea no. who do who do he steal the models from <laughs> um i gotta go wash my hair <laughs> well you have hair under that hood <laughs> robots don't have hair no seth i i think i think that yeah, I think Eldar, Eldar coming out can hopefully make things you know shift a little bit, but ultimately there's going to have to be some some FAQs or something here. Art of War Down Under wants to play Mono Scions. Quit being a snowflake. 
Hey, hey, Mono I, mean, I would support that. I would support that 100%. I mean, come on, Scions all the way. Uh, unfortunately, though, what Guard do they Codex, have besides their weird trucks and some dudes? The weird trucks are, are pretty terrible, but the dudes are pretty awesome. I, I have faith. I have hope. I, I, I strongly believe that the Guard Codex will be you know meta changing when it drops but that's not going to be for a little while so uh he can't say anything because of the nda folks oh yeah sorry let's move on um Seth. let's get to the idc recap and uh kicker i'd like yes. to say that you were concerned about us not having enough to cover tonight and we've been on the air for 53 minutes sorry folks seth take us away uh, 40k competitive track uh so we do have some new new rankings here uh now that the uh uh, I wanted to say an abbreviation, but there's not really no abbreviation for Cherokee. Now the Cherokee yeah, Open yeah. is in. Okay, wait, real fast. We got to figure this out now, Seth. Do we call it the CO, the Cherokee Open, just Cherokee? What is the cool kids' term? I'm just going with Cherokee Open because I can't think of a way to abbreviate it. All right, cool. All right. Um, but anyway, number one is Quentin Johnson. He came in second at the event. Number two, James Marston. Number three, Ryan Snyder. Uh, he made top eight. Uh, number four, Jack West. And number five, Josh McMillan. And hopping down to the hobby track, number one there is oh, also wow. Quentin Johnson. Nice. Um, number two, Eric Mullins. Number three, Nathaniel Williams. Number four, Jamie Perozolo. And number five, Christopher Johnson. Yeah, moving over you know, to, to Quentin, man. He has yeah. been pushing. Like Quentin, like he worked really hard last season to, to yep. try and raise to the ranks. And now to see him number one. I know it's early in the season, but come on. This guy, yeah. you know, he, he deserves it. Dues. Um, and he has nice pink hair. <laughs> um, which I believe I officially got him on stream saying that he would diet to Art of War Blue since he lost to, to Jack Harper. Oh, wow. Jeez. So we'll see if he does it. Um, anyway, AOS competitive track number one, Alex Gonzalez. Number two, Matt Naguin. Number three, Aaron Newbaum. Number four, Matt Rabosh. Raboshi. I'm not sure about that one, Matt. Well, I can't see it because it's fuzzy on my screen, Richard. Might have a new number one, guys. Uh, well, and I'm reading my notes anyway. Number five, Randall Brasher. <laughs> I can't read the screen because the screen is blurry on my screen. Um, hobby track. Maybe okay. this has changed. Maybe All it hasn't. Right. Let's just let's just we he got number one. We got to say his name. Who is it? I can't read it. This is OK. Our tech priest is going to come Thomas in. Who is number one? Goon. Tan? Goon. Goon. G-U-A-N. Okay. He's number Goon. one. Alexander's number two. Matt's number three. John's number four. Aaron Newborn is number. There we go. Boom. Do you, you want to read you. the competitive track? No, Has that changed no, you? I'm just, I'm just helping you out. I mean, the guy got first Thank place. You, you got to tell him. I can't read it. <laughs> so All right, got a hobby, hobby track. track. Uh, number one, Russ Tanner. Number two, Rob Carr. Number three, uh, yeah, I have no idea. Bladed Duel. I mean, is, is that a real name? Is that a I don't real know. Name? Number four, Eddie Andrews, and number five, William Fro. L. By the way, if your name is Bladed Duel, I apologize. That is an awesome name. So, kicker, we did uh, we did get a few questions in oh, chat. Shoot. Go for it. Um, what was there to recover from from Cherokee? That was one of the first questions. Um, for me, it's it's literally the the event was once we got everything set up, the event was extremely smooth, which is beautiful. I did drive like I drove Adam to the airport from Atlanta, and I drove straight home. I, I mean, I didn't even go to the I didn't I pulled over to. Fill up with gas and pee while the car was filling up with gas. So I drove straight home, uh, basically 12 hours. That was what I was recovering from the past days. Also, we had Mardi Gras yesterday. So yeah, fill in the blanks. What about you, <laughs> Seth? Did you have anything to recover from? Um, I, You know, like I wasn't like physically like sore and tired. Like my legs and my back felt fine. Um, thank you, Tao. Uh, less moving of models. Less how many things. models? How many models did you have on the table? Like a lot less than you're used to. Right? I yeah, I can't remember the models, but I remember counting the the wounds for no prisoners, and it was like 113. All right, cool. Um, but um, I I definitely was like, I I never sleep well in hotels, so like, I was going to bed and like waking up a few times, and then waking up every morning at like, excuse me, probably like five. Um, not trying to wake up, just like waking up and being like, well, crap, I'm awake. <laughs> So didn't How get a ton of sleep. Feet? How are your feet? Because you see, I don't think we had to I, walk that much. Yeah, my feet, my feet were fine. I did have to take a power nap between rounds two and three in the final day. <laughs> and, and on the and floor next to the stream station. The floor was le was legitimately the softest floor we ever had yeah. at a convention. Like it was cushioned. I don't know if that was. I was able to take a nap on it. Yeah, it was a really oh, soft floor. And, and I mean, I'm just saying this because like we stand on the floor all day long. Yeah. Like, oh, that was, that was I just I like laid down. I grabbed one of my teammates jackets and I made a pillow out of it and just went to sleep next to the stream. Need table. A photo of this. I'm so um, 
anyway, um, and what do you think the best restaurant was at the Cherokee? I mean, uh, Seth, you got to explore far more than I did because uh, I, I got uh, the, the one I enjoyed the most. I, I I really mostly ate only at two places because there was only only two places that would seat most nights uh, without a reservation, and that was the Wicked Weed Pub, and there was actually like a bowling alley with like a, a sports bar in the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the, we waited the bowling alley a couple times. It was good, but I think the Wicked Weed the Pub was better. Do you think the yeah, pizza Adam was and... the best? Hmm? The best what? meal was the pizza, though. It had to be. Look at your face. I mean, the pizza was pretty damn good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but um, yeah. But uh, what, my wife got a pork chop, and I got a nice burger, and she got some fancy ale. Um, I believe there was also a question earlier. Yeah, I'm going to have a vlog that'll go up on Friday. You guys can watch that, and you can see all the nonsense we get up to there, including a a video of my wife trying squid that tastes like pasta. Oh, no, it's cackling tastes... in the background. You videoed that? Oh no. <laughs> oh, I did. I did because I was like, "This is going bad." Let me get my camera. <laughs> oh my gosh! What what, yeah. what other questions we have? And throw your questions in chat if you. Yeah, want. if you got any in the yeah. chat, throw them up there. Like my wife did that squid. <laughs> so she did someone's asking me about the the box of checks uh, kicks. Yes, I, I have the kicks. Uh, very much well received. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I I did have to tell my wife that somebody actually showed up and kind of bombarded me with a massive box of kicks, and she's like, "You don't even like that cereal, but now I do. Like now, now I you have to. Now we have, have, a, we have to. a criticism. Right. Apparently, the beds were too soft, which is oh, <laughs> too soft. Really? Oh wow! Now you're being complicated. I know. Like this is amazing. <laughs> but you know what? The beds were too soft. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's just be. Let's just talk about these rooms for stars. These were the best rooms. We've ever, we've ever. They had, had a double shower head, like it yeah, had like, like the regular one and a rainfall, and you could do both at the same time. Yeah, it was by was far really the best really room, and they had like all the outlets. Like that's always yeah. my pet peeve is like I want to be able to plug my phone in right by my. Yeah, bed. And they had like smart TVs, yeah. and the remotes were sanitized in bags. Yeah, like. dude, dude, that was so weird. Okay, so you, so for those that weren't there, you got your remote in a vacuum yeah. sealed bag which was just weird like you know it was, it was anyway cool no i mean we did get two questions um both from i believe adam down from art of war down under uh kicker what is your dream event to run if money and location were not an issue Ooh, ooh. okay if if money and location were not an issue i have to say tokyo something in tokyo yeah tokyo i'd be down for that yeah like rooftop then, battle on tokyo one of the high rises there let's do it what is the tau fix um ooh. I think Seth, there's some obvious player, like ones yeah. like Points? take ethereals away from Farsight uh, allied worlds. Yeah. They that's not meant to be a thing. But it's not um, a, it's not a point fix, right? Like it's yeah, more, it's not, yeah. I well, think you could certainly scale points up a bit on yeah. like crisis suits. Um, they they have a the the codex has a very interesting way of if you take multiple of the same type of weapon on a suit, the price per weapon scales up. They could definitely adjust that. I think and make those a little bit more costly. Yeah. Um, Target locks should not be zero points. Just having a free piece of war gear that says ignore cover. Well, all the support systems are free, right? So, no, yeah. they're not all free. Well, like other um, than the shield generator. Thing. The shield is five points, yeah, and that's which very is good. really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, like, just a lot of those things. Just you maybe not have to necessarily increase the base cost of the unit, but if you increase the cost of the war gear, I think you could see a lot of improvement there. Hey, um, um, drones twelve point two wound. Uh, toughness for four pinball and shield drones is criminal. Yeah. Um, because your opponent's like, I'm going to shoot my army at your suit. And I'm like, you killed five drones. Good job. That's mm, 60 points. Now my 300 point unit was going to shoot yeah. back at you. So well, I think was, they like got to the up the price on forever, though, right? That's been like the Tau thing. Yeah. But I mean, that you just got to up the points on them. That's, that's just, yeah. I'm sorry. They have to be more expensive. That's all there is to it. You can start taking the core keyword away from some things like broadsides. I really don't think that's going to decrease their efficiency that much. Um, I think bodyguard rule is kind of vague and abusable. I, I don't, they don't need the bodyguard rule. The, having shooting characters that are bodyguarded um, is just, it's a bad, I think it's bad game design because if it's a combat character, you're like, yeah, he's bodyguarded. So you can't shoot him until he gets into combat. Then you can deal with him. But like having characters that are like, I have 37 shots and you can't do anything about it and you can't shoot me. You're just like, that felt good. Yeah. So anyway. Well, speaking about Tao, actually, I got a, a message through Facebook earlier today and this brings up a good topic. Um, this guy is a very passionate uh, crew player, very passionate crew player. Crew. And he was asking me if, we could make, you know, if the ITC could formally make Crute a faction and have a best in faction Crute. Seth, what do you think the answer is? I mean, I already have the answer, but what do you think the the answer is? I, I 
I like Groot. I think they're part of the army, and I think they're just that part of the army. Like in my mind, they're part of the army. Yes, they're a cool portion of it, but that would be like having a best in Gretchen. Yeah. So so it doesn't just this is this is not just for Groot. This is kind of our blanket rule of thumb whenever it comes to determining if a faction is going to be worthy of becoming a best in faction, you know, nominee or whatever. Um, no. It if there's no distinct codex then there's no distinct faction you know yes you can be part of a, of a book but it generally the crew would have yeah. to have their own codex their own supplement at the bare minimum to even be considered to be their own faction right. so uh, i am sorry i know i know the the person that messaged me was extremely passionate about crew but sadly at least for now they will or, not be a one out for crew yeah, right. recruit, right? let's let's wrap this one up yeah, kicker yeah. because again you thought it was going to be a short show yeah, right. <laughs> no people if kicker says this one's going to be a short show it's at least an hour okay sorry guys all right all right so uh final thoughts for the night richard um, kicker no thoughts whatsoever no none be safe, man. all right well <laughs> thank you so much for joining us we hope you enjoyed this episode of signals from the front line have a great week and we will see you next wednesday good night guys